You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast, a part of the 24-7 sports family of podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Billy Embody with me, Shay Dixon, to break down plenty of LSU recruiting news as the Tigers got a commitment out of Florida on Thursday. Dakota Mitchell, the 2021 Winter Park Safety, that really has started to trend to LSU in the coming days or in the in the prior days uh, leading up to this and, and certainly had made an unofficial visit to Clemson and then ultimately releases a top top three of Florida, Georgia, and LSU, and then calls up Bill Bush, calls up Ed Ogeron and says, look, I'm ready to commit, make this thing official. He was, he was supposed to visit officially in the coming uh, weeks, but obviously that's kind of up in the air with all the coronavirus stuff. But with breakdown or Shea Dixon, Shea, we you know decided to go ahead and put our crystal ball picks in pretty early in the day on Thursday because this was official you know, or at least seemed like it could become official very soon. And he was somebody that I've had my eye on as I think somebody that was trending to LSU for the last couple of weeks. Uh, how did it go on, on your end in, in terms of uh, you know, finding out about this? Yeah, I mean, it will take you behind the scenes a little bit here. Uh, first off, Mitchell uh, out of Winter Park, a lot of people have thought he was one of the better, you know, players, DBs in, in Florida this cycle, which is always obviously pretty high praise. Florida's known for putting out really good DBs. Uh, and Dakota has, or, you know, I said ha- had, has, uh, I think 30-plus offers. But when you run down the list, it's uh, LSU. And you think of it being a DB, it's LSU, Bama, um, Florida, Georgia, Clemson, um, a number of SEC teams, a number of uh, kind of the who's who around the country. So, when those schools are offering you, and look, I know that um, often kids will get an offer, but you need to come to camp before you can commit. Some get an offer and you can commit whenever, but you're not just stumbling into that offer list as a DB uh, without being pretty talented. And uh, Ivan's, uh, Andrew Ivan's our, our Southeast analyst who um, is, you know, lives in Florida, has seen Dakota a bunch, both uh, in high school at Winter Park and then um, at a seven-on-seven tournament more recently down in Miami. Uh, and he commented on the board and, and probably someone who's seen him as much as the LSU staff. Uh, he said, look, deep year in the Sunshine State. Uh, but he felt that regardless of position, that Mitchell was one of the better players in Central Florida this cycle. Um, said it's a hard he, look. He's a hard hitter. He's 5'11", six foot uh, in that kind of 170, 180 pound range. And he's a junior in high school. So obviously he's going to get bigger before he's playing in college. But um, said, look, speed might not jump out at you, but. Super intelligent guy, which fits the mold of what we've seen uh, Bill Bush doing with safeties in recent years. Mo Hampton, Jordan Tolls this past cycle uh, and said he this is the kind of guy that you can watch film. He's always in the right position, knows how to put himself in that spot uh, and the type of guy you can roll into the box because of his physicality uh, that you can play in the slot just because he can cover guys. Uh, but also grew up a big Florida fan. And Dakota's talked about that before. Uh, the Gators were in that top three, Billy, that you, you talked about earlier this week. He had made sort of headlines because he had cut things to LSU, Georgia, and Florida from that extensive offer list. Grew up a UF fan. So for him to be leaving Winter Park, uh, you know, and a school in Florida that recruits DBs well, to go to LSU, to commit to Bill Bush on Thursday morning, uh, to then commit to Coach O. Uh, Dakota told me that, 
uh, both of them went wild. He said that Coach O was probably more excited than he was, which is uh, often the response that recruits give uh, whenever they make that commitment to him. But uh, a big add. And look, a top right now, what, 25, 30 safety in the country um, with a year plus until his high school uh, you know, days are complete. We could certainly see him move up even further. But uh, and right now, at least, uh, you know, judging off Bill Bush in the past couple of years, we don't really have we have no reason to doubt that he knows how to bring in safeties that uh, both are intelligent enough to pick up the game quickly and, and then can contribute early, Billy. Yeah, and I, I really like this pickup for LSU. He's somebody that plays both sides of the ball. He played a lot of offense. And in fact, when he was talking with 24-7 sports earlier this year, he was saying how he needs more work on the defensive side of the ball because they used him so much as a receiver over there at Winter Park, which my brother's girlfriend and her family all live in Winter Park. And so I guess I'm going to have to go over there and, and say what's up to them and, and go on a trip with Andy over to uh, Winter Park to watch him play in person when we're back home, whenever we're you know allowed to, I guess, resume uh, normal football activities here and, and check him out because, you know, he, I think this, the film really speaks for itself, playing both sides of the ball. And, and, and like I said, he, he's somebody that wants to learn more about playing defensive back. He's still learning. I think his best ball is ahead of him. Uh, and we'll see. You know, I wish we, we could have seen how he would have tested and all that stuff. But you know what? That, that, that's kind of coming with the territory with this uh, whole uh, epidemic, uh, uh, you know, pandemic and all that stuff. We're not going to get as many verified times. But he looks fast on film. He plays really hard. And uh, I think he's a great pickup for LSU. And, Shay, you know, we, we talked about the crystal ball earlier. We all went ahead and put picks in for another uh, top prospect that LSU has had its eyes on for a while. Top 100 overall prospect. Just, I think, I think 24-7 sports has Garrett, Garrett Dellinger, the four-star offensive tackle out of Michigan, as the number 75 overall prospect in the country, one of the top, top offensive tackles in the country as well. We went ahead and put our picks in for for him to land at LSU. And I was talking with the source earlier this week and, and, you know, we're trying to figure out who to, who to check in on, you know, kind of take the temperature of, of where LSU stands for a lot of these guys. And that was one that was circled to me as somebody that, Hey, you might want to check in, see how things are going. And uh, it's kind of funny that Alan true, our, our uh, Midwest analyst went ahead and put his pick in to lead things off this morning, because like I said, LSU's got an official visit schedule for Garrett Dellinger, uh, later uh, on this summer if, if things get back to normal. But we all went ahead and put our picks in. Shay, this would be one of those commitments where, I mean, LSU fans talk about the lack of elite, elite, elite offensive tackles that LSU's recruited over the years uh, with Marcus Dumerville coming in in the class prior and then Garrett Dellinger uh, with, with our crystal ball picks in. He'd be uh, quite the land. I mean – this is the type, 6'6", 280, athletic, plays offensive tackle uh, at the high school level. Uh, this is the kind of guy that LSU needs to be recruiting uh, to play offensive tackle, to be an edge protector in the SEC, to be able to keep up uh, with these defensive linemen, whether on the interior or, or on the edge or just getting more athletic uh, and better and better, it seems. And we've seen it translate uh, from college all the way to the NFL. So. Uh, the fact that they're in it right now, uh, let alone just being in it with a guy like Garrett Dellinger up in Michigan is a big deal. Now we're turning our head because, like you said, crystal ball picks are rolling in, beginning uh, with a guy in Alan True who lives right down the road, covers uh, the Midwest area uh, for, for us at 24-7, but lives right down the road from Dellinger 
Uh, and then we saw Steve Wiltfong, a uh, national analyst, follow suit with the crystal ball pick. We checked with some people on the LSU side. They echoed that feeling of, hey, look, we're going to pry the team to beat right now. Uh, so we felt comfortable about putting in picks. And now you're in uh, a really good situation because you look back and say, whoa, this may not be surprising. In January, three weeks in a row, James Craig, LSU's offensive line coach, after the national championship game, they were able to get on the road. He was in Michigan. And you can see recruits once a week at their school. You could check in on them. And he was doing that every week. He was going to Michigan. And there's a number of guys in Michigan at at Garrett Dillinger's high school alone. Uh, his teammate on the offensive line, Rocco Spindler, is also a top 100 prospect uh, for this current re- recruiting cycle. These guys will be seniors in high school in the fall. So you're talking about LSU being in the mix, not only with guys who are super talented on the offensive line, athletic, not a lot of bad weight. These are the guys you want to be recruiting. Not only that, but getting it done, Billy, in Michigan and in different pockets of the country that, sure, LSU can recruit nationally, but coming off 15-0, and coming off a national championship, being in sort of the spotlight for so long over the past eight months or however long it's been since the season started in August, LSU has been the team carrying momentum. So to see them now having this sort of success or at least potential success uh, in states that we're not used to seeing them recruiting, I feel like we're seeing now maybe more than ever LSU become a national brand, not more than ever, but um, for the first time in a while, uh, LSU become truly uh, a national brand that can recruit uh, the who's who of, of high school football players, much like we've seen, Teams that have had that success, Bama, Clemson, um, you know, even teams like Georgia uh, have been, you know, haven't won a national championship, obviously, uh, but have been recruiting nationally a lot. And we saw it with LSU last cycle. I think we're set to see it again. But maybe, Billy, even raising that bar a little bit more to where uh, they're taking kind of really only the cream of the crop. Yeah. And you mentioned the national recruit. Notre Dame is a school that, you know, this isn't far from them. They they had crystal ball picks in for, for them to land uh, Dellinger and uh, Michigan, obviously a factor there as well. But if LSU pulls this off, I mean, this is a huge recruiting win for James Craig. You mentioned him being in, in Michigan all that time in January. I mean, between uh, he probably stopped in and, and checked in on J.C. JC Latham in, in Bradenton at, at uh, uh, IMG and then Texas. He was there seeing Savion Bird and, and the Brockmire twins. Between those three spots, that's probably where James Craig spent the majority of his January, just making it known that LSU wants those guys and has them right at the top of their board. And if they got Dellinger, I think between him and J.C. Latham, those are the top two guys on the tackle board right now for them. And and who knows? I mean, J.C. Latham was supposed to have an official visit to LSU at some point uh, this spring, and, and obviously that's on hold with the dead period. But between those two guys, if they were – were to come away with with those two, I mean, that would be a great haul. I'll tell you this before we move on. Talking to one person, um, LSU's more in it for J.C. Latham. I wouldn't say than people realize, right, because LSU and Ohio State are his front runners, but they may have an upper hand more so on Ohio State. You posted this in the board as well, so I'm not actually referencing you, but um, LSU may be in it there more than people realize. And I know a lot of people, him being at the IMG Academy, his father living uh, in the Northeast, people said, well, that makes sense. He would just go back up there and he would play at Ohio State. And I don't think it's as cut as dry, cut and dry as that. At least the person I spoke with didn't. You've gotten that feeling from just kind of being around his recruitment. So 
Uh, I'm with you. And look, Latham, another top 100 player. If they're coming away with those kind of dudes on the offensive line, most notably at offensive tackle, right? Like interior linemen are almost at times like receivers or DBs where I'm not saying they're not incredibly valuable, but they can grow on trees. It can seem like, and, and elite offensive tackles don't. So uh, boy, I'm uh, I'm interested to see where this one goes because I feel like James Craig is hitting his stride now, settled in as a recruiter at LSU. You couple that with the year that they had last year, and yeah, they should probably be and likely will land some guys that maybe we aren't used to seeing them go out and grab. Completely agree. We'll continue to track those two guys uh, as well as many others on Go 24-7 in the 2021 class. And to kind of build off of that, we're going to have plenty more updates on the 2021 class. We kind of hit a, a break there for a minute. Obviously, the dead period is throwing a wrench in a lot of our plans, but 2022 released the, their, the first top 247 rankings on uh, Wednesday, and we're going to break down some of the guys in Louisiana to keep an eye on and also just kind of share our thoughts on how the rankings played out in that cycle. So look for more 2021 coverage in the future on Go 24-7. But we're going to take uh, the final minutes of this podcast on the other side's break to break down the 2022 top 247. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Leave us a rating, leave us a review, please, and subscribe to the Go 24-7 podcast. I know a lot of people are working from home right now, and, and certainly we do that uh, every day of our lives, but I know you guys might not have that commute that's eating up that time, so uh, take that extra time and maybe leave us a rating, leave us a review. Shay, the top 247 came out. Uh, one quick note, LSU among the teams pressing the hardest for, for Shamar Stewart the defensive lineman out of Florida, who's the number one overall prospect in the country. If you want to hear more about kind of where things stand with him, check it out on Go 24-7. But let's keep our focus on, on Louisiana. And I want to start with a prospect that I just saw uh, earlier this spring in 7-on-7. Seven seven. have heard about him since my first day down in Louisiana, honestly. I went out and saw Lowell Narcisse at St. James and saw Sean Preston Jr., uh, the, the safety that ended up signing with Mississippi State in that cycle the younger brother, Shaz Preston, now coming up, now the number one overall prospect in the top 247 in Louisiana. He's a four-star wide receiver. He's got the makings of being this, this national prospect. He picked up Georgia offers, Louis, uh, Louisville offers, Oregon uh, today, right before we recorded this podcast. 
physically built really, really well and explosive, just made a ton of plays for the Louisiana bootleggers when I saw him this spring. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited to, to follow him over the next two years and see where he ends up, Shay. But LSU has the, the lone 24-7 sports crystal ball pick in. It seems like this thing's going to go a little bit more national, but Shaz, what a prospect, and, and deservedly so, the number one overall prospect in Louisiana. Yeah, I mean, and this is, you remember his brother, Sean Preston, obviously, uh, coming out of Louisiana, uh, signed of Mississippi State. He's on their team now. Uh, and now you have Shaz, the younger brother, the second child, uh, coming up and, and being named number one in the state. This wasn't a big shock, right? I mean, he's been con- super consistent. He's uh, obviously a stud on St. James who has a, a number of good players and, and had a lot of really good players on last year's team uh, when they made that big run. But he's been consistent. He's looked good in. Friday night and summer camp and seven on seven. And he loves to compete. I mean, wherever we go, he's usually there. Um, Billy, you've seen him a ton. I don't think that uh, anyone at this stage would make some big fuss over him being the number one prospect in the state. He's just that kind of player. And whether we see some shuffling or not, uh, I mean, I think that what we took away from the first wave, and I think there'll be more guys pop up in Louisiana. I know there will be that'll land in this top two, four, seven, but that nine guys made it into the very first one, which is a high number, um, but that all of them were top 200, not even top two, four, seven. They were well inside the top 200. So after a down year in Louisiana, it seems like we're flipping the script a little bit here and that we're moving into um, not just 2021, but a 2022 cycle in two years that uh, is going to have a lot of really good players. And look, we'll talk about a few of them, but I'll circle a handful of these guys, Billy, that I think we'll be talking about a ton. Yeah, and and one, I mean, DeColdis Crawford is a, is a high three-star on 24-7, so I think over the next two years you could see him sneak into the top 247 at some point. Uh, he was, I mean, we were you know, talking with our, our uh, rankings you know, council about him, and, and ultimately they just you know went with 89, said, you know, we're going to keep a close, close eye on him. But that's how close it was to having 10 prospects in the top 247 uh, ranking. So it's an incredible year ahead in, in 2020, or I guess a full, you know, couple cycles ahead in 2022. But I think, Shay, you have somebody circled another Louisiana bootlegger, Jacoby Matthews, as somebody that can really you know, continue to rise up the rankings. And I agree. Yeah, I mean, look. We list him as an athlete. He, he can play DB. He'll probably play safety at the college level unless he keeps growing and he's a linebacker. I wouldn't rule out anything um, just because of how well built he is, the frame he's got. Uh, he's already filled himself out. Uh, with TJ Finley gone at Ponchatoula, do we see him now play quarterback? Um, obviously, they're not in spring ball right now. They were going to try a few things out. Um, we'll see which direction they go there and, and how he's used over these next couple of years. But he's no doubt the best athlete on that team now. Uh, and they're probably going to be relying on him a ton. I think he's one that when he gets on these visits more and more and college coaches see how he looks, how big he is, uh, they see the film over the next two seasons. Um, if I were to pick one, I'm not on the rankings council, but if I were to pick one, I think he's an easy choice, right? Like he's at 150 or whatnot right now, which is you're not a scrub if you're ranked in the top 150 nationally. But I think he is a guy that we could continue to see push upwards just because I think if you're talking about a guy that's going to be college ready coming into a conference, maybe perhaps like the SEC, he would probably stand out from the group as much as anybody and beyond maybe one or two guys, I would say. Yeah. You know who, who 
Jacoby Matthews kind of reminds me of, and it, it's kind of funny that he's playing more defensive back right now because we've obviously seen this player move over to the defensive side now, is a little bit of Devonta Lee. Maybe not as just ripped as Devonta was early in his high school career, but well-built, strong lower body, can play physical, and, and certainly can can end up playing safety, playing in the in the box linebacker if he can, continues to get bigger. I mean, his lower body is, is really well-built. If you look at some of the pictures on his profile from the 7-on-7 seven seven I was out at, I mean, he just looks the part of, of a college athlete already. Another defensive back in that Louisiana bootlegger secondary is Jair Brown, who uh, is out of Warren Easton in New Orleans, you know, the same high school that produced Chester Kimbrough and has a ton of Division One talent every year. I mean, he made plays all over the field, had really good junior tape. He's in the top 247. I could see him go up, especially if they can get some some verified track numbers on him. We'll have to see where he lands as a corner uh, in that in that class. And then, you know, just to kind of note as well, Kamari Rogers, the LSU commit, uh, also in the top 100. Uh, and then uh, Bryce Anderson, both of those are out-of-state guys, but both of LSU's uh, 2022 commitments uh, on the, def- uh, on the uh, defensive side of the ball are already in the top 100 uh, for LSU. So really talented group there. And then uh, finally, I guess, Shay, I mean, I think the two most important guys, and you mentioned it before we started re- recording, uh, on the offensive side of the ball for LSU in, in 2022. Yeah, I mean, I'm circling and I'm circling two guys. And like you said, we, we chatted a bit about this. We both agree. If I'm looking at this whole list, and this is not a slight on Shaz Preston, who's the bet number one player in the state, or any of the other nine that made the list, there's two that jump off the page at me. Uh, as if I'm LSU, I consider them to be among the most important guys on the board for me, not just in Louisiana, and, and maybe because they are from Louisiana, but one, a quarterback, Walker Howard. You look back, 24-7's been around since 2011, so we've had about 10 cycles, uh, 10 recruiting cycles. The highest-ranked quarterbacks to come out of Louisiana were Brandon Harris and Justin Rogers, both coming out of Parkway. Uh, And then after that, it was Jason Pellerin coming out of Lafayette area and going to Ole Miss. We obviously know what happened with Brandon Harris. Um, Justin Rogers tore up his knee. He's now transferred to UNLV after signing with TCU. And then Pellerin never really played at Ole Miss. Uh, Got in some, but was never kind of a bona fide starter. There's a chance now that Walker Howard becomes – the highest ranked uh, quarterback to come out of Louisiana in a while, but also may go on to be the best one. And obviously his dad is Jamie Howard. Walker plays at STM. He was behind Caleb Holstein, um, who signed with La Tech. They won a state championship. Obviously STM, not La Tech. Uh, but now that the reins have been handed uh, over to Walker Howard, who's played a bunch, you know, in blowouts or, or when they get a lead or whatnot. But now the team will be his. Uh, I think we only see his stock continue to rise. I mean, Bama, LSU, A&M. Uh, all those schools that saw him throw in person last summer offered him. Uh, and because of how rare elite quarterbacks are in Louisiana, I think that's a massive priority. And, and the same goes for my other choice here. 1A and 1B is the guy who would be protecting him, Will Campbell out of Neville. Uh, and people in the Monroe area have been talking about Will Campbell for a while now. He's a two-year starter, both as a freshman and sophomore in high school, playing left tackle at a school like Neville, who's always really good and plays good competition. Uh, and people have been saying, look, this is this is the best O-lineman that's come out of here in a bit. Uh, he certainly has turned into uh, appears to be that. I mean, we have him as the number four offensive tackle in America right now uh, as just a sophomore in that 2022 class. And because of the same reason, Billy, not often 
I mean, Lael Collins, Cody Ford out of Pineville uh, going to OU. There aren't these, like every year, there's like a lead offensive tackle who could then grow into a potential NFL player. We just don't see it happen a ton in Louisiana. And because of that, I think he's a massive priority and, and LSU's already offered him, obviously. But quarterback and a left tackle in your own backyard who are both really good and top 100 guys seem like must to me. Like I, I wouldn't. I, it would be tough for you to argue to me that those guys aren't the most important players in that class for them. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And and I'll say this, two things, quick notes on, on uh, these guys before we wrap up. Uh, Will Campbell, everybody looks at offensive line and say, man, I just want a you know, corn-fed farm boy that's strong as an ox. Well, uh, he is. His family owns a farm. And, and, and so you get that Louisiana, you don't have to go to maybe Iowa to find that. And he's uh, really, really talented, like you said, and strong as an ox. And then with Walker, here's I, I saw him throw at the National Underclassman Combine. I saw him play, uh, I want to say, two falls ago as a true freshman. Or I say true freshman. As a freshman at STM, they put him in the game, and, and Caleb Holstein had wrapped up a big win. I think they played Turlings, actually, that night, and, and Walker got in there, and you could see it. You'd see it as a freshman that he is going to be special. I saw him at the National Underclassman Combine uh, in January, and he was by far the best quarterback there. I mean, hands down. Um, at that at that event, just ripping it really smooth, uh, quiet feet. When you look at, when you talk about quarterbacks, you want them to kind of keep their feet quiet. You don't want a bunch of activity, and, and he's got that. He's really mechanically mechanically sound. Quinny Quinny out of South Lake Carroll is the number one pro style quarterback in the country. Walker Howard is number two. I think there's a good chance that they battle it out eventually. I mean, I, I think you know as Quinn is the number two overall prospect in the country, odds are he might slip a little bit. Uh, just as as you know, some of these players emerge and look, I think Walker Howard is that good. So as he settles in as a starter, STM's had great great offenses over the years, especially with Caleb Holstein uh, these last couple. And so you put him in that system, I think he's going to star. Uh, he's also got Jack Beck uh, to throw to as well. So uh, I, I think the world of what Walker Howard is going to be able to do uh, in that offense, and it's going to be fun to watch. But Shay. Uh, I think that is it for us. We've gone on long enough about rankings. And certainly, uh, as one of our board board members said, uh, why don't we get to the 2021 class? Well, we're going to get on that this week on Go 24-7 and, and uh, you know, get you guys some more updates on how players are handling this coronavirus uh, pandemic and, and how it's affected their recruiting processes. And I think we're starting to see players really kind of say, okay, I think I've got to make a decision or at least – you know, jump on board silently or do do things differently because we don't know when this is going to end. And it is affecting this recruiting cycle, obviously, more than uh, any other cycle. We already saw a dead period in February, and now we've got one for who knows how long. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, Shady, you got anything else before we sign off? Man, that's it for me. I uh, We touched on a little 2021 today, so we made those guys happy. We still gave you some 2022. Hey, look, we... We may not be to the end of these commitments. By the time you're listening to this podcast, LSU might have already had another. So just with how hard, I mean, they're on phone calls, Skype videos, all that, the coaching staff with recruits. So uh, I think that's, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think that Dakota Mitchell would be the last commitment uh, they get during this downtime. That's why you got to keep it locked on go 24 seven. Hope everybody stays safe, stays healthy, do all the things to make sure that happens. And, uh, We'll be back watching real football and and uh, not having to, you know, talk about hoping that we'll be back to all that uh, in the future. Hopefully it comes sooner rather than later. 
Until then, keep it locked on Go 24-7 for everything LSU recruiting. Thanks for listening to this edition of the podcast, guys, and have a great weekend.